I swear it's real. I think you're totally full of it. <laughs> I think you're to- is, totally is, full of it. Is your hair still shaved? Yeah, totally. Uh, how often do you have to go back and have that redone? I do a week. I don't go back anywhere. I do it myself. <laughs> you're like Apocalypse Now. Totally. I no. I uh, I I have become a giant fan of the self uh, self haircut, <laughs> the self cut. The Floby. I, I wish Flo-B. that it I had a Floby. Like a good idea. That's a that is a it's an example of that uh, technology that uh, had its time and its time was brief. <laughs> Did you ever witness a Floby cut? Did I witness one? Yeah. No, only on the advertising, only on the ads. Like I would see it, see the little 10 year old with that way long Danny Bonaducci hair and the Floby <laughs> vacuum sucking his hair up into the thing. I, you know, I think you could really make a career out of vacuum inventions. Because <laughs> let me tell you, it's a mess cutting your own hair. <laughs> it's a mess. I know this now from experience. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, do you go outside to do it? I do it in the bathroom. I need a mirror. I need a little... mirror to do it because I got to, you know. Oh, they make handheld mirrors. I only have so speaking, many hands. Speaking of technology. I only have so many hands. <laughs> <sighs> no, come... I, uh, I quite, uh, I, I have, I'm an, I'm a, you know, the, the thing I'm, the, I have a wall, W-A-H-L, wall. Oh, Vol. Yes. It's yeah, German. You... It's German wall. I was going to say, you, yeah. yeah, you, you went for the big time. I did. You're not I, messing around. No, no way. It was 20 bucks. Like, I'm messing around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not, let's not hang too much of a, a gold medal on this thing. It's not that great. But what it has is like 50 different, you know, guards, right? I'm a, I'm, I'm now a number three and I'm a right and left tapered. Did you know they have this, a tapered guard? Oh, yeah, oh, to get oh, over the I'm, years without messing I used, it up. I used to cut, my grandpa in high school, I said that I wanted to cut hair when I grew up. That's what I wanted to do. That's because you because you like John at the uh you know, at the at the shop. You like talking. Exactly. People, right? You yeah. like you're yeah. a social, kind of a social. I I know. I'm always envious of the the gossip factory, but uh yeah, but he so he bought me a full set when I was in high school, and I used to have friends who would say, "Hey, mom, I'm going for a haircut. I need some money," and they would get money, and they would come to me, and they would give me like I don't know, they'd get six bucks from their mom and give me a dollar or something like that, and and, and like a dead mouse. <laughs> I, I had I had two brothers that all I cut their hair my entire senior year of high school. Wow, that's brave as a brother. I cut lots of hair. And then I had, you know, my younger brother, he was, uh, I experimented, you know, this was the, uh, the new wave era. I gave him some crazy haircuts. Wow. Those were the so, days. So yeah, I man. had a full set. No, so you scissors, know. the whole thing. You know what I'm talking about. You know what this is Super about. fun. Super fun to cut your own hair. There's no doubt. It is fantastic. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> big, big fan. Big money fan. That's funny. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, so that's how your summer's going. I'm loving it. I yeah, I'm, I just spend my days cutting my hair. <laughs> Wearing your flip flops. I'm in my flip flops right now. Cuts. Actually, I have you know I have great flip flops. They are big cushy flip flops. Flip flops. Like these are the flip flops that you know I imagine. Outwear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking of what's his name in Kiss. You know, like, oh, these are big I was, I was cushy thinking. Kiss flops. Kiss flip flops. Sweet, yeah, yeah, dude. I I I I'm about an eleven month a year flip flop wearer. 
I can see that. Yeah. Cause and I wear Olek eyes. I'm a, I, these are my Tevas. Are they Tevas or Tevas? They're the only non keen shoes that I, I have about five or four pairs of Keens that I wear, uh, uh, you know, most of it when I'm for the summer house shoe. Because winter, I have my my other slippers, but the summer house shoe is the, is the, the Tevas. <laughs> I'm very critical of my shoe wear. I am too. What? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so other other news, right? <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you have you did you catch uh, Batman? No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, honestly, I've been to the movie theater once in like the last six months. Did you call it a theater? Theater. Thank you. I think I heard you say theater. Yes. No, I don't know. That movie theater. What do you movie call it? The show house. The movie house. <laughs> do you? I went to see a picture show. I, I I once lived in a rural town in Utah, and they did. There were people who called it the show house. Yeah. Wow, I had never heard that one. Yeah. No, it was good. Uh, I I quite enjoyed it. And then I I promptly was taken to school by, uh, you know, we have the board of. Uh, for movies we like, and we did a, a live hangout on Saturday night to talk about it. And apparently, I was a minority in in really liking it. Oh, I was going to say. I, apparently, I, I thought this is what I thought you were going to say. Apparently, I was a minority of people who podcast at a movie theater like nerd movie. No, that wasn't what I was going to say. <laughs> totally got you. I had to have been a minority <laughs> of that, but. <laughs> So I no I don't it was, I honestly I haven't even seen reviews I haven't read reviews because I figured I wouldn't be going anytime soon. Well, you should. It's good. Good. Well, yeah, I like it. Was a, it was it was it was a heck of a film. Heck of a film. Definitely worth catching. Uh, I won't belabor since you haven't seen it. I won't talk about it anymore. But uh, <laughs> but you should. You should go see it. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I sort of saw the. Uh, the advertising um, engine, I guess, for that movie pick up steam in the last month or so. I know that, you know, lots of people have been anticipating for a long time, but since I hadn't really been pursuing information about it, I noticed some pretty heavy, um, like, honestly, I'm, and I've seen stories about this, like, why aren't there like summer blockbusters that, you know, just sort of like follow a formula are pretty close to guaranteed money makers. They have a, a, a great history of making good money and very predictably so. And this summer seems to really lack them. And how come? Well, like what? I mean, what is missing? I just, I, I mean, we had Prometheus and Batman and the Avengers. Prometheus didn't seem like a real summer, you know, like a traditional summer. I don't know, mass audience entertainer. You don't think? I think it, was, it, it had, it had, it had legacy, man. That, that, that was a movie with legacy. All right. So you feel like the summer has satisfied your, your normal summer need of blockbuster? Well, I'm not saying that they were all good. I mean, Prometheus was a, was a pile, but, uh, the, you know, the Avengers was excellent and, uh, like, I I quite enjoyed Batman, and next we're looking forward to Born Legacy, which is uh, that's that's going to be terrific with the uh, Jeremy Renner, handsome young buck that he is. All right, well, no, okay. I'm I just you know, I want to know. I want to know what you feel is missing. What could Hollywood do for you? Well, don't they normally just sort of launch, you know, uh, you know, Independence Day style, you, you know, from like Memorial Day All through right, the yeah, those those were the days. That's well, true. 
That that I haven't seen a ton of. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they haven't released movies. I'm just saying, you know, that kind of Jurassic Park, Independence Day kind of thing. Yeah. Just yeah, mass audience, see. fill up the theater. You know, we've got Total Recalls coming soon. Uh, Dog uh, Days, Diary of a Wimpy Kid 2. No, you uh, mean three? Three? You've been. Wow. Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Roderick yeah. Rules was two. Oh, yeah, no, I've, I apparently I've missed it. <laughs> uh, we, we've got, uh, yeah, you know what? These are all pretty small movies, except for Born Legacy. We've got Celeste and Jesse Forever, 360, Baby Makers. Wasn't uh, it Scream? And I know this is not a movie show, so we're digressing. But didn't Scream originally release, the, the first Scream released in the summer, but didn't pick up steam until late fall? Is that right? I, I don't know. I wasn't paying too much attention. That those are like I haven't seen a lot of that happen lately. By the way, that 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 scream sort of phenomenon where it just limited theaters and and building on the buzz. And that one was months and months, which is great for filmmakers because or um, not for filmmakers for uh, movie theaters um, because they give a great majority of their revenue in the first, say, month of a movie's release back to the studio, if they can hold a movie longer, they make a greater portion of the the ticket price. So Scream made movie theaters a ton of money because it, you know, it, it uh, really was pretty limited for like a month right. or two before it just picked up massive steam. Right, right. No, that's true. Oh, that's a good point. And and movies are coming into movie theaters are really, I think, pretty sketchy on how long they'll keep otherwise quality movies just because the window of, of being in the theater is so short now. I mean, they, they come out to they're scheduled to hit DVD and streaming so quickly. You know, see, the movie studios used to own movie theaters and that yes. the, they were broken up as an antitrust thing. Yeah. Yeah. Back when you could only see certain movies at certain theaters. Now, so let me ask you, do you think that has negatively impacted in any way the the types of movies that are made. I don't, I, it's rare that I say this, but I don't know. (laughs) 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 You know, because, because there's another piece of, of what has happened that, that complicates any potential answer to that question, which is technology. Uh, you know, the way movies are made and distributed uh, has directly impacted movie theaters as well. Uh, and so I think it'd be you'd be hard to argue that, you know, just because I used to go see the, you know, the Warner Brothers movies at a, at a Warner Brothers theater, um, that they wouldn't have been impacted by uh, the dri- the consumer drive to get movies, you know, more quickly and, well, there's- you know, online and and there's yeah. a there's a paranoia of control with uh, movie studios. I think that yeah. that um, I think at some point you have to just be really glad that they are out of the, the you know that they're not in total control. I guess of the distribution. So I'm going to bring this up. The Dark Knight, obviously, tragic uh, thing happened in in Colorado. Mm-hmm. My one of the things that I thought about was, do you think this speeds up the uh, other avenues of distribution because people may be less likely to see it in a theater. Man, I've been thinking about that same thing. I, I went to see it, uh, you know, I went to see it at, on Saturday morning in a, at the IMAX here. Oh. And it was, uh, 
you know, it was predictable kind of Saturday morning audience. Like it was less than half full. It was, you know, IMAX, seeing it in IMAX is a little bit more expensive. I think that has an effect. So I didn't really have a sense of, you know, that it was impacted by uh, the, the Aurora tragedy uh, at that point. The, um, but but uh, Andy, who uh, co-hosts movies we like with me, saw it, uh, you know, on a, on a Friday evening show and said it was uh, in Phoenix. And he said it was it was absolutely impacted uh, mm-hmm. that it was it was a, a very quiet, um, you know, in terms of, of just general popula- population of the theater. It was it was pretty quiet, pretty thin uh, crowd. And, and I have to imagine that, uh, you know, in spite of the fact that, you know, in spite of of Aurora, they're saying that the, the, the movie did very well. And I, from what I understand, because of Aurora Studios, have uh, they they did not report first opening weekend earnings. I wondered that weekend. because yeah. I've seen no headlines about the, yeah. the ticket sales over the weekend. So no, that's interesting. It, I didn't know that. It's all predicted. No, that was, uh, yeah, that was a, um, uh, uh, the, you know, just it, I think they came out and they said this is, it would be crass to report earnings yeah. this weekend. It's okay. Not, makes sense. Not appropriate. I agree. Uh, and so we don't really know uh, how it's uh, how the movie performed, but but we can you know having been there, I have to imagine this made a lot of people say, "I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait." And that yeah. even even seeing it, I mean, this was a film that was shot much of it was shot in IMAX, and uh, you know it wasn't shot in 3D. So you know seeing it in that original giant screen, that's something you can't duplicate at home. Right? Well, that's I a mean, very good point. Yeah, and and it was because yeah, I mean. So. That, that's, that's what they're point. trying to do is, you know, let's let's make it a better movie going experience at the theater. And if we can keep people going to the theater to see something they cannot do at home, which is a giant three and a half story, you know, semi wrap around, um, you know, theater experience, then then, you know, that's what we're, we should be trying to do as as producers of content. And uh, I, I don't I wonder if that's, you know, how sustainable that draw will be. Uh, in Very interesting. Two years. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the whole argument of, um, I guess the the home uh, movie experience being your competition um, started back in the VHS and beta days, where uh, you know movie rentals, I guess, you know, became a new industry, and and a lot of studios just thought, oh my gosh. I mean, they're very very afraid, and theater owners very afraid that this was sort of the end of you know, that they, they, that things were going to go straight to, um, uh, to home viewing and, and, uh, it, it never proved to be the case, but there's been some great innovation the last few years with things like IMAX shot movies and, and 3d, which isn't always a good idea. Um, probably about half of the movies that come out in 3d if, should be 3d, if, I think, if that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so studios have definitely tried to enhance the theater experience where they make the most money. And now that they're competing, not against Blockbuster, but against Redbox. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, this is sort of the worst thing that could happen. And so, you know, you do kind of wonder at what point, cause I think it's, you know, we've talked about this before, but it's still a very fractured. Um, I mean, th- there are nights that you think, Oh, there's this movie I really want to watch, and because you know, you you really there aren't many blockbusters or or any or, or other sort of traditional rental options. So you kind of have Redbox in in a lot of cases, or iTunes, or you know some other you know digital download. There are a lot of movies that are not available in a convenient way. 
well, which I which is crazy. I, I think that's going to be something that that is going to change, and I think we're we're already starting to see that when when you look at this uh, the you know I think iTunes is sort of dipping their their toes in it, right? Studios are are uh, are, are loosening up. Um, you know what they what they release in terms of pre pre theatrical and theatrical films. Like you can you can actually go. There are three movies available right now that have not been released in theater that you can rent for ten bucks. Uh, and for the first time, I, I'm looking at it right now, and and I check this once in a while, and they're usually terrible. They're usually really not movies that I would see in the theater at all. So let alone go pay ten bucks for it uh, to watch it before it actually hits the theater. But here, we've got uh, two days in New York. Uh, with Julie Delpy and Chris Rock. And actually, it looks like it's a remake of Julie Delpy's um, French version of a very similar uh, themed film, kind of romantic comedy. But it looks really very cute. Uh, it, we've got uh, Jesse Eisenberg's new movie, Why Stop Now, uh, which I think looks really good. Uh, you, you know, the trailers uh, look really terrific. And we've got Anthony Hopkins hmm. in 360 which is coming soon with Anthony Hopkins, Rachel Weisz, and Jude Law, uh, which looks like another great movie. So this is the first time I've seen studios actually pre-releasing movies that look pretty good. And, the, you know, this is 360 is a Fernando Morales uh, uh, directed. I mean, it's a it's a big movie. I don't know what they're saying by releasing this film, by pre-releasing this film on iTunes, if that's an indicator that they have no faith in it. Well, uh, let's go back to the Scream thing. The Scream, again, was was just an example of a movie that uh, they didn't invest a lot in marketing for, but it was so good that as people saw it, word spread. It was a you know word of mouth. This was pre you know social media days. Um, so you would think you would think that today it would be even more um, uh, of a common strategy mm -hmm. to do you know to to get a a great movie out there uh, so that word of mouth is your greatest marketing tool. So that, that might be it. That might be at least part of it. Right. I, you know, and, and so why, so why pre-release a horrible movie? I think you would pre-release a, a fantastic movie that you didn't plan a massive marketing budget for. Well, I, okay. I agree with that, but, but precedent does not speak to that. I mean, precedent is we're pre-releasing a movie that we have zero faith in just to recoup something. I, I don't know. Possible. What that, possible. You know, because because I, right? right? I mean, it's going to be in the theater for I, a short time. I hate to second guess guys that, you know, make a living off of, uh, I mean, it's, it's quite a, a, an art and a science yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing but, how and when and, but and why the, to release you this know, is the movies. Next piece, but this is the next piece, though. It's that when we start seeing uh, opening weekend uh, box office results that include uh, you know, opening weekend home rentals. When we get day and date release, simultaneous release of these movies, then then you know that. And I think we're. I think the train is is on the track. Uh, you know, I think we're we're moving that direction because you know I can right now in the theater from the Right Honorable Weinstein Company. I can rent for seven dollars. Piranha, three double D. Oh, the, nice. the sequel to the hit Piranha 3D. Now that's in theaters right now. Uh, I could watch it at home huh. too, and it would cost me the same, seven bucks. <laughs> Actually, I may uh, it may may save me a buck. I think, and <laughs> I can rent it in HD for seven bucks. That I I think is a testament to the amount of faith they have in this movie. 
Yeah, I was going to, well, and, and just, uh, I think playing off the title, it might be something you want to, you want to do both ways. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. (laughs) So do we have some some, uh, follow-up from our previous two weeks? We've had well, two weeks, two weeks of shows where we've talked t- about serious one more things. Topical content. All right, uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to make sure people uh, know that today is the 24th of July, uh, an important day. I'm just going to give you a chance to guess. I'll give you two guesses. Is there any? Is there a limerick that in some way helps celebrate the day? Celebrate the day. I won't make you. I won't make you labor through it. Um, it's uh, the days of 47. It's Utah's holiday, almost bigger than the Fourth of July in the state of Utah. What What does that celebrate? Uh, I think <laughs> I it celebrates the day Brigham Young walked into the valley. Okay. It's Pioneer Day. They call it Pioneer Day, but and it's, are there, it's are there, like what the is, celebration of the state of Utah. What's, what, and I'm not, what do I'm you not do? kidding that it is pretty much as big a deal as the 4th of July. What do you do when you celebrate the state of Utah? Are there fireworks? I mean, is it that, uh, that There kind are of fireworks, a huge fireworks show at Liberty Park, but there's also a massive parade, like one of the country's biggest parades. And I'm just, I had to bring this up because there was a, a great float. I posted this on my Facebook page, but... um. It's a, uh, this float and it really is the craziest floats. I mean, if you're not, if you don't live in Utah, half the floats will make no sense at all. Um, but there's this one, uh, that is a missile, uh, that sort of, it's this huge long, uh, missile that, that goes out in front and then it sort of blends through clouds into a hand cart scene with some pioneers in pioneer dress. And it says, Flying to Zion. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff. <laughs> so it's just, it's that kind of, you know, it's a really neat parade. It's a neat holiday. And I'm missing it. I don't live in Utah. So I'm just, everyone I know in Utah it has the day off work and it's a holiday. Oh. You, did, you didn't know that. No, I did not know that. I did not know that it was a holiday in Utah. Uh-huh. Yep. It's a holiday. Cool. No, no mail is delivered. Oh, actually, you, maybe the mail is delivered. Banks aren't open, though. No, no uh, public utilities, no trash pickup, no trash pickup. Yeah, most most businesses actually take the day off. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Twenty fourth of July. Happy Pioneer Day. Happy to Pioneer you. Day to you too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> go what? ahead and use that phrase throughout the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my email signature. <laughs> Okay. Got it. Okay. Got it. And ask for a discount at Starbucks. See if they're, you know, doing anything. Say like, hey, my friends in Salt Lake went to Starbucks. There was like this Pioneer Day. Are you doing that here? No, no. I'm gonna I'd, I'm gonna order my Pioneer Day Trenta. <laughs> I hear there's a free. <laughs> Upgrade. I usually order a venti, but today I'd like the Pioneer Day Trenta. <laughs> I'm gonna go big on Pioneer Day. Uh, uh, okay. Now, do we have some follow up? Didn't we from last week? You've been keeping a dutiful list. I know that you have. Well, I and that's pretty rare too. So I want to make sure we capitalize on it. Well, I was gonna pick your brain on uh, on the I guess now official release of uh, Squarespace version six. Yeah. What do you think of it? Have you had a chance to play with it? It looks super pretty, but no, I haven't had a chance to play with it. I'm I'm scared. 
You scared why, me. Why are you? Why are you scared? Why are you? What are you? Said it, you said it was buggy. Is it still buggy? I mean, now they've had an official release. It was beta for for months, and you actually converted your site while it was in beta. I, I sure did. I sure did because I do. That's what I do. Yeah, you're you're a, a first adopter. I'm a doer. I, you know, I've been on Squarespace for my, uh, for Rash Pixel TV and which is still, uh, you know, wildly under construction and, uh, and my own site at, at uh, rashpixel.com, uh, for a year I moved over and that was on Squarespace version five and they've been on, you know, Squarespace been around for, I don't know, 10 years, mm-hmm. I think. And, um, and it's great. It's a, it's an alternative model to design. I think they have a very, a, much more of a design centered approach uh, to creating a, a website and it's, you know, the templates tend to be more of the focus. They're very pretty. Uh, and, and the engine, at least what I, I think what got Squarespace, um, you know, into the public eye was Squarespace version five because of the WYSIWYG, uh, design editor. So, you know, it's, it, it's nearly magical when I show people kind of what, how, you know, when I, it's, I I go back and forth between developing for WordPress and Squarespace. And when I go, when I open up a Squarespace site for a client and say, okay, you want this column a little bit bigger, you go here and you drag it and it literally changes the, the size changes. You want to move this, this piece of content up to this other section, you can just drag it and it moves. And, and they're, they're, it's full of just kind of aha moments because they've really put a, put a great, uh, sort of attention to um, to to how to to let lay people design quickly and and get their content out on the web quickly, even if it's not maybe as um, feature rich as a fully custom designed CMS, you know, would would allow you to get. It's something that you can do, you know, quite uh, cost efficient efficiently, uh, effectively. So. You know they've been they started talking about Squarespace v6 and how great it was going to be. It's it seems like two years ago, and so you know you go in you put your name on the wait list because you want to get on the beta, and then a year goes by and you hear nothing, and occasionally somebody will tweet, "Wow, I'm in the beta for Squarespace v6. It's awesome." But mostly those people seem like you know the great, I don't know. Pandem, uh, you know, Panamanian dodo bird. You know, it's like the you never really quite see one in the wild, and 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 so. And it's, what did you call it? The Pandemanium? Pan, pa, Panamanian, Panamanian, like some from Panama, and you know, dodos oh, Panamanian, from Panama. I may have made that up. I don't know if that's a. Thing. I don't know. So I'm going to need you to use that a couple times today. <laughs> it's a word to I've never it. used. Just cement it for me, um, and then next week it'll be a regular thing. Um, so. Squarespace V6, it's if they start talking about it, it's gonna be so great. You gotta get on Squarespace V6. So I I got on I got on the beta. It was like a magical day. And I started playing with it. And it seemed like you know, the intention was really great. They they put you can tell an enormous amount of work in what they call their new layout engine. Well, this is the result of their I mean, they've been a profitable company, apparently started with $30,000, a $30,000 loan from the CEO's father and have, have um, I don't know if you want to call it shoestringing it, but they haven't, uh, they've sort of just built a profitable, steadily growing company, but got almost $40 million in venture capital last summer, which apparently was the, I don't know, like you said, the ideas were really the catalyst. This was something they wanted to, to uh, 
they wanted to really create a true sort of WYSIWYG, uh, you know, sort of programming free web design experience. But but the money apparently really sort of shot this forward. And it doesn't sound like there was a great deal of alignment between, you know, what the final product should look like when the money came online. Uh, it sounded like, a, I think I've heard you say this before, a project management um disaster of sorts well no i'm i'm interested in what because you this was last week you mentioned that you watched a video of uh the ceo of of squarespace right uh, that was launch day last week was launch. we should have talked uh, about it um tech crunch i believe it was a tech crunch interview squarespace ceo well i'm gonna just uh, ask the google what does the google say ah oh maybe that's it Anyway, so uh, while the Google is searching for me, um, <laughs> yeah, so here, I, I think this is it. Uh, Squarespace theme editor and blog engine goes HTML5, aims at yeah, code-capable ca- designers. Uh, it's an interview with uh, Anthony Castellana of Squarespace. Now, so the, the, let's, back to the, to the layout engine and what the layout engine allows you to do. It is... Uh, so you you open up that if you've ever played in any sort of blog or, or web editor where you have you know a bit of backend content that you are going to publish to the web and that could be you know it could be as simple as Gmail you are writing a Gmail message and you hit send to quote publish it you have that little text box. Well, what the layout engine allows you to do is you're you're sort of viewing the back end of your site and you say I want to create a page and so you hit a little plus sign to add a block of text and then you click the little plus sign to add another block of text, and that's going to be your body content. And then you say, oh, I want an image. So you click the little plus sign, and you find the image box, and you drag the image box in. Well, I don't I don't really want the image to be full width. So you grab the image, and you drag it to the right a little bit, and it automatically inserts this little blue line and says, you know, column. I want to add a new column right next to the text blocks, uh, block that I just created. And so in that way, you are laying out each element of your site via drag-and-drop uh, you know, more quickly than you've ever been able to do, I, I think, uh, is safe to say, uh, in a, a web editor of this sort. And when you you don't click save, I mean, it's saving dynamically in the background. So when you're finished doing that, you hit view page and it's already there. And you're, you're kind of dragging and designing your site, uh, you know, while it is live, uh, if you want to. And so it ends up being a beautiful and elegant layout engine for Squarespace. And it is a radical improvement over what was already a really solid editor in the Squarespace CMS. So that's great. I, I love it. I love it. But yeah, no, I've, I've been to your site and, uh, and I've been through some of the demos on the, on the uh, Squarespace site. And uh, when you, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, I think you were just a little, you thought it was a little too buggy. Um, well, and and for I, the 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 release state. I wouldn't even say buggy anymore. I don't think buggy is the right word. Because what is there is not actually buggy. I mean, what I I haven't run into since it went official and and the, you know because we were in the beta until you know we weren't two or a week ago and it went you know they they launched it and since then the tools that I have been playing with are not buggy. But the the biggest problem that I have with it is they remove a large number of features that are critical to the existing sites that I have on Squarespace 5. 
Mm. Um, in, in terms of just managing the overall site, uh, you know, page-specific sidebars. I mean, things that things that you're, you know, uh, post types, custom post types are just gone. Uh, uh, you know, in some cases, they've beefed up publishing to social, so you can, you know, one one of the things that I'm using in my, uh, you know, my own site is, you know, you you're writing a post, and right within the post options, you can you can uh, write your Facebook and Twitter posts, uh, and uh, you know, when, as soon as you click publish, it automatically posts to those services as well. So, uh, you know, in a way that looks fairly native, um, at least I, I think it's not terribly offensive. It allows you to write a custom post for Facebook, uh, which, you know, sometimes is, is something that offends Facebook natives if you have people who just cross post stuff. And so it allows you to write a, a custom post post for Facebook uh, right within the Squarespace editor. And that's a, that is a huge benefit. Um, So there are some things that are really great, but there are things that, that uh, I don't know if they weren't working or, or what, but things that are really key to managing a larger, more complex site that were working fine in Squarespace five version five, and now are just gone. They've just, they're just gone. So my frustration was not so much that it was buggy, but that I, I'm frustrated because I really would love to use more of it, but my there are so many other sort of site projects that I work on which are functionally incompatible with Squarespace version six because they have removed features that that Squarespace had already acclimated me to. Um, well, and th- so. so are you speculating that these will features will probably be that will probably be reintroduced into version six, but that maybe they've they've limited the features to reduce the bugginess that's, of a new I, product. That's my speculation. That's uh, that's what I think uh what I think is is going on and that's why I'd speculate again I have no insight into this whatsoever uh, you know from official Squarespace people because they are notoriously tight-lipped. I mean Squarespace is the apple of the web publishing uh kind of hosting uh world. I mean they just don't talk. And so you go a long time without having any idea what the company is doing or planning. And and as a customer, as a paying customer, sometimes that's frustrating when, you know, you hear a, a tease for a product and you hear a tease for f- that there's a fix coming on. Even on Squarespace 5, you would hear that, yeah, you know, we're working on this. We've got it in, in the engineering queue. We know it's a bug or we, we have this feature request. Get ready. And then the drum roll starts and the product never seems to... to uh, uh, fix like there's no there there is um, I, I, it it feels like they're they're struggling to um, to actually execute on a long engineering queue and I, I you know as you say I mean maybe it's an issue of uh, it has historically been an issue of of money that they have these really long lists of of fixes and and to their credit have done something really ambitious uh, and and um, like I said what I what I see on Squarespace six I really really like. Uh, and and this frustration really comes out of, uh, you know, it, it comes out of wanting to use it more. Uh, so, so that's interesting that they're, a, and I don't know a lot about you know how the company operates or whatever, but <clears throat> that they're kind of that they're fairly private and uh, and tight lipped. One of the things I noticed on their website though was. Um, I didn't read into it. I don't know if this is a limited thing or how they work this, but uh, the the page or the announcement was something along the lines of, if you're planning a trip to New York, plan to come by our offices, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting because I, I would love to do that. Um, 
It's a everything I've heard from people, you know, other podcasters. Squarespace is an active and energetic sponsor of other podcasts, uh, you know, mm. that that I listen to. They're they're sort of one of the staple advertisers in the in the kind of social media space. And and uh, you know, to their credit, I think they've you know the people who work with Squarespace from an advertising perspective tend to have great access to uh, organizational leadership and Anthony Castellana and John Colton and and um, uh, you know the the people who are behind Squarespace, which I think is a it's a high quality team, and I, here's hoping that you know this influx of venture funding um, is, you know, is is uh, that we'll see something change with Squarespace version six. We'll see a more aggressive development pipeline. We'll see a more uh, development schedule, I should say, and and those of us who are early adopters of the platform will see some real payoff to to getting our content up there, um, you know, quickly. So I, well, here's you hoping. know, yeah, I, here's no, open, I, I, you know, like, so I'm, I'm looking at your site, Squarespace, it, so. it, it, looking at your site, I would absolutely start developing in Squarespace six, uh, because your site is, you know, like mine, like, like my rashpixel.com is, is fairly straightforward, simple, you know, uh, number of certain number of pages and you, you don't have a lot of complex sections of, of your site or areas of your site that you need to differentiate. Right. No, and, I've, I've got a very simple site. Well, and so, you know, like Rashpixel.tv, which I've been developing slowly in, Rash, in, in Squarespace v5 because I've wanted to, to migrate over to v6, it's very difficult to do that because I, I want to have custom content areas and custom sidebars and custom forums and some things that Squarespace 5 does already, um, you know, that, uh, that it looks like I'm going to be with for a while. So. All right. Well, I commit to... Uh to v6 development over this next week then and we'll we'll uh we'll have to uh touch back i i actually have to run and get my uh pioneer bonnet on to celebrate pioneer day is that it that's where uh, i'm that's doing it? a neighborhood float just it's just a one parade deal that's what's I mean, happening a one float parade is this are you trying is this an exit are you done i i do have to go you have to go i'm doing some networking i'm 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 what? committing myself to uh actual professional networking in my new community is this a joke? Not a joke. Got to do it, man. Wow. We I'm didn't new even, to town, We didn't even still. get to talk about, about last week's show. It was two weeks ago we were talking about Squarespace. And now we have follow-up about last week's show to cover on next week's show. <laughs> it's a rhythm. It's a, it's a circadian rhythm. Well, it's, uh, as always, it's a treat to talk to you, Dane. <laughs> do you want to talk about where, where people can find you before you jump off the line? I might just keep talking. Just leave <laughs> the, now you're leave just the line up open. And you didn't see this yeah. coming. No, just leave the line Sorry. open. Sorry, I the didn't mic warn down. you in advance. All right, so tell people where they can find you, and then you can go. Strike10.co, as in Columbia. You have my permission to die. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast reckoning. Wow. How was that? Did you, how was that? How was my, that's a, that, my that's a That's a money-making voice, man. Are you feeling in control? <laughs> <laughs> Why right. are you not making more money with that? I have no that, idea. That, uh, <laughs> that, that characterization. Find all of our shows at rashpixel.tv. You can find this one. And you know what? I have brought back to live, resuscitated as of last week. I resuscitated the, uh, the Naked Marketers Facebook page at facebook.com slash NKD Marketers. Naked marketers because facebook won't let you write the word naked uh in page titles so we are nkd oh, that's right marketers. i just uh yeah. i'm about to get a new 
scooter license plate. I'm going to do NKD. I like that. Yeah, you should. NKD Marketers. And uh, so catch us there. You can like that page and catch up uh, with the uh, past shows. And I'm, I'm using the new SoundCloud player and all the shows that we're posting there. So you can you can just like that page and listen to the shows all the live long day right on, on Facebook. Or uh, on your mobile device. Or on your mobile device. Very handy. So make sure to check us out there. And you can find, uh, find me at Pete Wright on the Twitter. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We will catch you next week. Happy Pioneer Day. 